So like last week, the entire um, Celtics, like we didn't talk any Celtics. Cause they just got eliminated today. No. That's right. No. 76ers no. game seven. James no. Harden, 100 no. points. You're listening to your NBA podcast with no. Damon and Guy. <laughs> hasn't game seven hasn't happened yet. We have no idea. Wait, so you think the Sixers? Honestly, you think the Sixers are gonna beat the Celtics game seven? I don't know. Who did I pick? Did I pick the Sixers? We both picked the Celtics, but you picked the Celtics in seven miraculously. By the way, you've won the picks. Like, there's no way I can, I can come back. The only, the only series you've ever been wrong on. I'm just looking at it now. The only series you've ever been wrong on is the Heat series. <laughs> like and every like time. Kind of fair enough because they're the eighth seed, but you've been right on every other series. Which is pretty amazing. It's called basketball IQ. And I've been wrong on, let's see, the Nuggets. <laughs> the Nuggets. I've been wrong on both Lakers series and the Heat in round one. And then, yeah, I thought the Knicks would be the... I thought the Cavs would be the Knicks, which is fair enough, I think. I think you can always convince yourself, like, oh, Heat's not good enough mm-hmm. to beat this team. Because, like, they barely got into the playoffs. They lost to the, the Hawks, right? <laughs> To get the eighth seed, so you can always talk yourself into them losing games. But I like after seeing them beat the Bucks, I was like, okay, I'm not betting against Jimmy Butler. Mm. And to be honest, I'm probably gonna beat the I'm probably gonna beat the Heat, pick the Heat to beat uh, to go to the finals, basically. Interesting. You you mentioned that the Heat, of course, lost to Atlanta to have to play a second play-in game. But against the Bulls, I believe they were down double was digits. It Bulls? Oh, yeah, it was Bulls. Yeah. It was the Bulls, Bulls, and they were down double digits in the third. So this mm. was a team that was literally clawing and tr- just, like, mm. shooting all their shots just to get into the playoffs. Which is the same as the Lakers. Same <laughs> yeah, that's as right. the Lakers. That's true. <laughs> they, they, they barely beat... They had to go in OT to beat the, uh, the Wolves without Rudy Gobert and Jaden McDaniels. So, I don't know. At this point, with the Heat, um, Tyler Hero, who's essentially their second-best player, right? Because Bam hasn't really been an offensive threat at all. Like, Tyler Hero's out. They're playing, like, Kevin Love big minutes. I think the thing with Tyler Hero is, like, at least you had insurance that if Bam was having a bad offensive night, because Bam's an elite defensive player, but if he was having a bad offensive night you could at least lean on Tyler Hero to give you at least 16 points. And then Jimmy Butler, you just obviously have to hope he's superstar on production. Um, but with that Tyler Hero, they've done a pretty good job with Vincent, Struess, Duncan Robinson filling in big spots. Carl uh, Lowry has scored a lot more points um, in these two player series. So, I mean, we might as well just talk about the Heat, beating the Knicks or embarrassing the Knicks. And the, like just... Maybe we can just touch on the future of what the Knicks are going to do because I think at this point we can both safely say Jalen Brunson is a mm. star player. Mm. I'm not sure if he's like a number one player, but he's a star player, like for sure. Like he's no doubt. Like he's respect. He can carry. He can carry a team to the finals, but he needs help. He needs a, like really, really good help. And Julius Randle, despite making two All NBA teams the last two seasons, like so, I guess he's a great regular season player, but he's like terrible in the postseason. Can't play Randall. Can't do it. Do you think it's like, because I don't know how much Randall is due. I don't know what his contract is, but like, could you trade Randall for like, could you trade Randall for Kyrie Irving or something? I'm just making this up. 
He couldn't trade for Kyrie because Kyrie would have the bigger contract. It's like sign, like a sign. Really? Isn't Randall's contract pretty big though? Oh, is it? Let's check. It's like um, it'll be like a sign and like it'll be like a sign and trade sort of thing. You know what I mean? Like, if Kyrie really doesn't want to go to the Mavs, but you know the Mavs want to get something from him, they'll like do some kind of like sign and trade. That is a very interesting idea, though, because. But you know, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of like a player that they can get reasonably and would be an upgrade on Randall at the same time. So what you're saying is, the Knicks just can't have good things. Finally, they stumbled across. Their second choice would turn out to be actually the legit first choice, and then a year later, they have to just ruin everything by signing Kyrie Irving and destroying the Knicks once again. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's tough. Like I mean, the Knicks have options. They have all the draft picks, mm. but they just have these bloated contracts. They got Evan Fournier. They got Julius Randle. They re-signed RJ Barrett as well. Fournier is out. He's and out. The- He's not going to be back. He's oh, is, is his contract is done? Uh, he said he'll be traded. He said that. But exactly. All of these trades that they need to do to make sure they have a, you know, a team with that, like, you know, no bloated contracts. It means they'll have to take on lesser players or, you know, with teams that are willing to, t- to absorb that contract. And I think we'll talk about the Suns in a bit because that's, it's almost similar to the Knicks in a way with these bloated contracts, but like to the umpteenth degree because they have like no draft picks as well to like leverage but like the Knicks can use Rand like Randall's good enough to be by by himself you know what I mean like some other team will say hey we don't need a postseason Randall we just need a guy that can carry us through the regular season and get us because he's I mean he's obviously a decent player the Warriors I think yeah like he might be really good on the Warriors but what so Jordan Poole for do you want Jordan Poole for Randall uh no one wants Jordan Poole uh, I'm not sure if the G They're League really wants Jordan Poole but does uh, the Shang- the Shanghai Sharks want Jordan Poole? Because RJ Barrett's starting a big his max deal as well. You know, RJ Barrett's starting a four year, hundred seven million dollar deal. You know, this next year. So RJ Barrett, Evan Fournier is getting paid eighteen mil. You got uh, Julius Randle getting paid twenty eight mil, and then Jalen Brunson. Obviously, he's on a uh, semi max deal or close. To, I don't I don't know what like Brunson's making twenty seven mil as well. So. There's a lot of players making over $20 million on this team. And it's like not bad because like they found somebody. They're paying Brunson, who's a star player, $104 million for four years. That's a bargain. Absolute bargain. To get like a star player. But now they need to... Because he's not young anymore. He's 26 years old. So they're going to have to build around Brunson. And what can they... Because RJ Barrett to me is fine at best. Um... Uh, what's his name? Uh, Obi Toppin, you know, f- f- whatever, right? Jules Randall, you can't trust him. No. Josh Hart, good friend. Good, but I like. He's like maybe a KCP sort of level player. Where yep. He could be a fourth best player on a championship team. That's what, this is This is the Knicks window. Like they want to win a championship. Let's use these draft picks. Let's use the contracts. Jules Randall, I think is still tradable. He's not like a DeAndre Ayton, Jordan Paul level player. This is still a high level all NBA player that just needs a new change of scenery. Uh, uh, that's, I mean, and, and also, if I was a Knicks, if I'm Knicks PR, if I'm Leon Rose, I am not saying at all I'm trading Julius Randle. I am putting out there, Julius Randle is untradeable. He is part of our future. And then let the other teams try to like pry and give the best 
offers to try to get Julius Randle as opposed to like, oh, I'm trading him. Julius Randle is dead to us and then lowering his stock even more. No, I would actually lean in even lean in even harder. I would say he was playing injured. Mm, mm, that's true. Yeah. Tragedy in the family. His mm, pets ran away. <laughs> we took multiple x-rays. It was bad. It was bad. But heart. He played with heart. You didn't see. This is an OMA player that just got injured in the playoffs. You didn't see the best of Julius Randle. And he's hungry. And RJ Barrett, he's 22 years old. His best is yet to come. Yeah. Actually, I'm not sure if uh, they're, they're trading RJ. I think RJ actually kind of proved himself to be uh, useful. Oh, they should. Okay. Okay. Nah, I think they should trade him too. I, I, don't, be- I don't believe he's a third, a third guy. At, his, at the money he's making... I, I think he is young enough to be still a valuable asset to, in a trade. But as a championship piece, I, I, I don't believe it. I'm not sure I can let him go because in the back of my head, you need to uh, sometimes play, play a little chess here, okay? And I think uh, he could be the carrot to lure. We'll see. Yeah, I, I think he can be the carrot at some point in the trade, like a trade deadline next year or something. Like I agree to that. But what I'm saying is if the Knicks... Thinking that he, they're gonna like he's untradeable, and this is a part of the team, to championship level team. I like I don't I don't think he's that level of player. It's not it's not in him to be like that guy. In my view, he's to care not to ship out, but to bring in perhaps a Zion Williamson. Nah, I, I don't. I, at this point, I can't even rate Zion. I can't even rate Zion anymore. I mean, to be fair though, he wouldn't be a carrot. What what is Zion like? Because Zion's <laughs> definitely not eating no carrots. What would Lord Zion in? What do you think? This is like a fucking like giant. I don't know. <laughs> what do you call that thing that you had in New Orleans? The pole is a pole boy. What's a pole boy? Uh yeah, po- pole boy. Yeah. It's like massive white bread with like battered shrimp that's then fried. Yeah, battered deep fried shrimp. Yeah. Overrated though. It's a bit. It's a bit lazy. Just mayo lettuce tomato and like deep fried shrimp like okay let's calm down nolens have you have you have you, have you guys said a bond me before like proper like baguette baguette bread with pate and pork yeah yeah i'm just asking nolens oh oh no come on no 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 i mean look at zion you think he's eating that no no and cajun food also a little bit i don't know not my, not my taste, anyway. The other thing, um, which just reminded me, I sent you a video. Although you weren't impressed and like you didn't really think anything of it, I was blown away. During one of the, uh, uh, when they came back from commercials, they were showing new, uh, what they were serving at in Smoothie King Center, and then there's this sort of pastry that then they just like bury in like a, a mountain of icing sugar. I think it was some sort of... Uh, yeah, I, I, didn't, I, I didn't see it. Maybe I missed I, it. I did. I sent you. And they're like... The icing sugar wasn't even dusted on. It came out of like a machine or something. And it's just like... What? Oh, it's sugar. not... The be- not the beignet. Maybe it's the beignet. You're talking about the beignet? Is it the beignet? It's... Yeah, beignet is like a... I don't know, like some... Like a... Like, you know, like a pastry. Yes. That, yes, yeah, that's like exactly it. With like, yes, that that's it. Yeah, I mean, that's good. That's actually good. And like, that's a New Orleans, like, must-try sort of thing. That's actually pretty good. I'm yeah. not saying it's bad. I'm saying it's it's good, but the way that they've made it, it's so unhealthy. Oh yeah, for sure. It's yeah. On the bottom tray, where like you know the fallen sugar uh, lands, it's just like this mountain of icing sugar. 
I was like, no. Well, that's it's over. That's why Zion, uh, yeah, got drafted to the wrong team, <laughs> the wrong city. But anyway, let, let's end this. Uh, let's end the Knicks on on this important point, which is now I watched the post game presser from Jimmy Butler and Bam, and both of those players specifically called out, or I should say, gave props to Brunson saying he's that dog. He's the guy that mm. New York needed. Yeah, for sure. Spo as well. So to me, that's tremendous respect. Jimmy Butler is not a guy that's giving out props, okay? He, he don't hand out props. He, he went to that press, presser without a shirt. He, went, he was sitting there shirtless. <laughs> mm, mm. Compared to D'Lo, it's fucking like robbed some old lady for. Uh, it was wearing putting on some like old lady headdress. You gotta explain that to me, okay? Later. I need to explain it. It's called fashion. <laughs> Is it called fashion? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Doesn't he play for the Lakers? He does, but I'm just saying. Well, you you weren't disturbed yeah. by this. Am I the crazy one? You just sent. He sent me a photo of, of him at a press conference. So I don't see the big deal. Okay. He can wear a, okay. he can wear a dress side. As long as he's playing it the way he is, he can wear a fucking dress. So I don't care. Okay, well, I'm, I'm so glad you're so, uh, you're so woke on this topic. Okay. <laughs> anyway. So now we've got the heat on the top side of the Eastern Conference Finals bracket. On the bottom, the 76ers. What do you think of this matchup? <laughs> Wait, what do you mean like heat heat the sixers? Heat sixers. Who we got? <laughs> Imagine that. Um okay, just playing along with you a bit. Uh just to clarify, people, we are recording this right before the game seven of We thought the game was today. Yeah. We thought the game we thought the game was today. I don't know why that away. Well, I think this it turned out actually better be, that we're recording before the game. Because this really holds our feet to the fire here. This has been an incredibly difficult series to predict. Because I picked the Celtics in seven. But what I should have done after game one, knowing that Embiid was going to be out the first two games or is playing mm. injured, I should have picked Celtics in four. And to be mm. honest, I have, no, I have no clue how the Sixers have won three games at this point. Very lucky. Though very lucky, yeah. So what do you make of this matchup? What do you what's gonna happen? I think the Celtics are gonna win. Like, I know it's historically rare, but the Celtics are just better. Like, unless like I like, yeah, they've played really bad games. Um, and I, I kind of blame Tatum for most of those bad games and Brown for not being aggressive enough to just like take the ball and like no, like I'm the one that's scored 20 points on 9 of 14 shooting. <laughs> like and you're fucking like one of fourteen, like let me let me take the ball, but you, you can't like you, you can't be too mad because Tatum yeah starts one of fourteen in game six, and then scores sixteen points in the fourth quarter, like you you can't and and also after the game they're like dapping each other up they looked really happy, Tatum like recovered and and played really well in the fourth, kind of like if you're a Celtics fan you can't be like too mad that Tatum shot like is is so confident that even though he. He shot so badly in the first three quarters. He has the confidence to then hit four three-pointers in a row in, in game six. So if Tatum can have a good game, and this is as, as tough as it gets, if he can have a good same as seven, 
Brown has been the best player for the Celtics and he can just be consistent as he has been. Like, I honestly just can't see them beating because James Harden has played great in the games he's won and then played terribly in the other games. Like, terribly shooting. Terrible, terrible shooting. He's, like, falling over. Yeah, he's just, like, he's falling down. He's, like, he just he's airballing it. He can't shoot. He can't pass. And in other games, he can't miss. So it, it really depends what sort of James Harden is. But Joe Embiid played really well last game. Didn't take a shot in the final four minutes. I think Celtics do have the best chance. I think after the Bucks got eliminated, I think Celtics did have the best chance of winning. Right. Like, best, best odds of winning. Right. You know, I would say this, that regardless of who comes out of the Sixers-Celtics series, I don't really care. At this point, I'm going for the Heat. I'm going for the Heat too, but I think the Heat will have a better chance against the Celtics than the Sixers. I like that. I think Joy and Bede, if he is, like, I think the confidence Joy and Bede would get from being the Celtics, it's a weird thing. Like, I, I just think there's something to, I don't know, actually. They're both strong teams on paper, better than the Heat. So, but the Heat are just surprising me every single time. So, well, maybe it's better on against the Sixers. There's a little bit, there's a bit of like mental games with, like Butler over the Sixers, actually. Mm. Maybe, maybe there's little brother with the Sixers. Yeah, little brother. Sit yeah, down, actually. son. I take that back. I take that back. Oh boy, oh boy, I like but that. But to be fair, both teams are on paper better. On paper, both teams are better than the Heat. Okay, should we go to the West now? Mm. Nuggets. Which one you want to talk about? Nuggets, Suns, the 2022, <laughs> 2023 MVP. Runner, MVP, runner-up. The real MVP. The real wait, MVP. 2022, 20, wait, 2022, 23, or 2023, 2020? Oh, wait, yeah, we are 2022, 2023. We're in 2023 now. Yeah, you're right. So the 2023 MVP is Joel Embiid. But you're saying that it should have gone to... I'm not, it's not me saying it. I'm saying it's, let's just be honest. Everyone's thinking this. I'm just saying what everyone's already thinking and accepting. We, we watch the basketball games. But do you, not, do you not feel any sympathy for Joe Embiid being injured and not showing his true best basketball form, MVP form? I do. I think it's not really fair to him because he is injured. But at the same time, the optics are the optics. We can't. It's hard for people to be so nuanced in their views and say, "Okay, let me try to imagine what a healthy Embiid is." Right? Because all we have is seven games of evidence of either resting Embiid or hobbled Embiid. Jokic putting up thirty, you know, triple doubles, twenty rebounds, finishing the series off in six in Phoenix, spanked them. Wasn't even a game. Wasn't a yeah. game. The game was over. In eight minutes. Yeah. Okay. That's a wrap. That's all, folks. But is there any like I kind of give credit to the Suns a little oh, bit boy. because they were playing? Okay. No, not at all. Oh, what, what credit do you give the Suns? I give them credit for getting to six games. I, this was a healthy Nuggets team. This is uh, the deepest Nuggets squad they've had for years because the knock on Jokic before is like, okay, he's won two champion, he's two one two MVPs, but where's like where's the conference like where's the finals berth where's you know the the playoff heroics you know but then at the same time Jokic never had a full squad Jamal Murray was injured or Aaron Gordon was injured Michael Porter was out stretches 
Um, you never had his full score. Now everyone's healthy, and they nailed the rookie uh, draft pick, Christian Christian Braun, who mm. who 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 heavily heavily guarded Strong. Kevin Durant. You're getting a rookie guarding a, one of the greatest scorers of all time, and not not just him. Like obviously we had Jeff Green coming off the bench and guarding, and then Aaron Gordon was a pest as well. But the the, Bruce the, the, the thing that I give sons, yeah, Bruce Brown, giving him the business, picking his pockets. Just, just, just give me that ball. Don't get on your. <laughs> he drew a technical on Durant, because Durant couldn't handle it. He drew... Couldn't handle it. Mm. Is this the one way he was like eavesdropping in the huddle? Yeah, eavesdropping in the huddle and Durant, like try to push him away. He got a technical. Yeah. What was Durant playing like forty over forty minutes per game? He scored like close to thirty points per game. Like, not saying he was the most efficient player, like Devin Booker. Sorry, was... I'm watching the game. I'm watching the game. I don't look at stats. This is that virtual GM. I'm watching the games. Fair enough. Fair enough. Kevin Durant was not efficient, and Devin Booker was lights out. You can't, you can't, you can't, like, you can't scale that level of pr- production over seven games, six, even six games, and say that, like, you can, or seven games. It would have to take seven games for them to beat the to Nuggets because you cannot out, outmatch. Jokic's efficiency, especially when you have no defender on your squad that can feasibly defend Jokic to any any level. Like Aiden is not a great defensive. He's tall, but he's like we saw it. He gets he gets bruised, he gets batted, and he was out game <laughs> game six. And then they brought in the Australian player as his backup. Oh, he's good. To Jock. I thought he played pretty good. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting because the Suns, we're going to talk about it a bit like what the cap situation is. Um, oh, I want to get into it. But he's, a, he's, 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 he's going to be, he's, he's, I think he is contracts expiring and like a restricted free agent sort of thing. So uh, Suns have first right to resign him. But it, yeah, I think he played solid minutes. And actually, to be honest, I think they played better with him than Aiden, if I, if I had to be honest. It's clear. It's clear. Uh, you see how many fucking offensive rebounds this guy was grabbing? Aiden's a max player. It's not just the rebounds. I think it was just his physicality, getting to the paint, like dunking it, dunking on Jokic. Like Jokic is not defending at this point, yeah, but putbacks. Just getting in the mis- the mismatches that he'll create, um, screening. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, he's a good player. Um, but yeah, it's, it's so much of this depend on Devin Booker just shooting like lights out 70 percent 80 percent uh field goal percentage and then game six he had a stinker and they lost by like 25 points so i give sons credit where they played these guys till they couldn't play anymore which is the same thing i thought in 2021 when kevin durant played 48 minutes five nights in a row and he just he almost won it like with a game winning three except that he had a toe on the line and it turned over to be a two but he gave it his all and I think this version of Kevin Durant is not as healthy, is not as fit, and um, and th- therefore just ran out of gas sooner because you needed an elite, elite Kevin Durant to beat the Nuggets team and get in seven games to get there. And Kevin Durant was not at that level to to beat yeah this 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 well oiled, well coached um, Nikola Jokic MVP level yeah team. I'm not sure if I give the Suns as much credit as you do, Kane. Mm, mm. Here, give me a second. Let me just take a back seat here on this bus with my friend, my buddy, Katie. Okay. 
backseat because his because of his race. Like, what do you mean? No, no, don't don't make this racial. Don't don't try and rape bait me, okay? Race bait. <laughs> rape. Don't race rape me. <laughs> the narrative after the trade. What everyone was talking about, what the headlines were. What trade? For KD, when the Suns got KD, was mm. OMG, OMG, this team is unstoppable. Mm. So I'm not going to sit here now and say, well, good job, son. Good job, sons. Way to go. No, 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 no. That wasn't the expectation. <laughs> That's not why Kevin Durant left the Nets. Kevin Durant left the Nets because he has no, he's got no balls. He don't got it. He don't got it. She said, who's, who's, where's the best bus? Where's the most comfortable bus? Class A bus that I can sit in. Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns, who, by the way, what, what was their record? Weren't they like the second seed or the third seed? No, they weren't okay. high. They were about the same. Okay, maybe I'm a bit biased. But when Suns joined, when he joined, because they, yeah, they were, they were, yeah, fourth, fifth, like they were gonna make the playoffs. And when he joined, like they just thought it didn't matter what seed they were gonna be in because you're right, like people just thought they would be that good with Kevin Durant, but no depth in that in that team as well. So I think that was what that's why sometimes some experts were giving leeway to the Suns because there's no depth. There's no depth. At the same time, people said. How are we going to stop this team? How are we going to stop Booker with KD, with CP3, with Aiton? And this is before, of course, we saw Aiton again come up small in the playoffs. This is again, this is before, again, we watched CP3 get injured in the playoffs, right? But when the trade happened, the narrative was this is a game changer, that the Suns automatically, this puts the Suns as one of the favorites. So I give the Suns no credit for losing in six games to the Nuggets, and more importantly, the way that they lost. This is the second year in a row that the Suns got, got kicked out of the playoffs at home, getting blown out, getting blown out within the first 10 minutes. Mm, mm. What credit do you want? This is the second time in a, in a row that DeAndre Ayton spent that game on the bench. Okay, shit. No, this time, it was because of injury. What injury? His feelings. A Andrew Wiggins is missing like rib bones and he had to play. Oh, it looks like they found the skate. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Everyone is injured. DeAndre Ayton could have played. I'm not saying that he's not banged up. I'm not sure. Like everyone's got injury, injury right? Yeah, everyone's injured. LeBron yeah. James yeah. is missing a foot. He said he needs surgery probably. Yeah, he's, yeah, playing. Yeah, yeah. he's playing. He's playing. He yeah. has been playing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's missing a foot. Rando. Ankle. Yeah. He's played. Missing a brain. <laughs> okay, well, you said yeah. that. You said that. Okay. <laughs> Everyone is banged up. Aiton didn't feel like playing. Of course, you can always mm. make excuses that you don't feel 100%, and that therefore he, doesn't, he didn't play. He's not fully committed, okay? Second year in a row. So, what I'm saying is, it's, it's not, there's no, there's no, moral victories here or consolation prizes. This was a. I'm not saying it's a moral victory. That's true. I'm putting words near your mouth. But what I'm saying is, this is not good. This is not good. It's a little bit of credit. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not saying that moral victory. I'm not saying they should be pr proud of themselves or anything. Fair enough. I got, I got a little carried away there. I think this is a bad look. And 
Before we record, I said I've got news for you. All right, I think I know what you're going to talk about. Monty Williams fired. He's mm. gone. Mm. Mm. Gonzo. Mm. Mm. Happened fast. So I, I would imagine that either they had the, the, the exit interviews already this quickly, which sometimes does happen very quickly, but given the nature of how Devin Booker um, ran out of the media um, post-game interview, post-game interview um, was a bad look for the organization. I thought there would be other things to possibly address in-house. Mm. And James Jones, former player, played with the Heat, um, close to that tree of like uh, how, how they deal with players and, and being professional. Um, I, I thought maybe they'll be they'll give more time to Monty Williams' future. Um, so, um, given that it happened so quickly, probably the exit interviews, Chris Paul is uh, possibly voided contract, Andre Aiden's future's up in the air, mm-hmm. and they must have just talked to Kevin Durant, they talked to Devin Booker because these guys are signed here for the foreseeable future. And they said, what do you guys think of Monty Williams? And they said, um, I think we need a new coach. Because the bulk of this team, at least on contract, right, right now, before any moves have been done, is Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, DeAndre Aiden, Chris Paul, all max Yikes. players. Yikes. Then they've got Landry Shamit on 10. Oh. So not bad. Not really a bad deal. Cameron Payne. It's like, I think he's like one left. Yeah, you're one year left. And then that's it. And then they've got, uh, then they've got like I said, Jock Landau on restricted free agency, who I think they should resign. So, okay, new, the new new coach. They're obviously not moving away from Kevin Durant and Devin Booker because they give them the, the best chance of winning a championship. But they need to build a team because even now as they're currently constructed, they have no flexibility and no draft picks going forward. So, whew. Good choice, KD. Does DeAndre Aiden get traded? Uh, it's to, a certain... Oh, he has to get traded. Sorry, so that's, that's a given. That's a given. That's a given. But does he get traded for... Kyrie Irving. It just feels like Kyrie like Irving Dallas, is getting traded. Dallas, oh my god! Dallas Imagine gives, they cut. Oh my god! Dallas gives the max, and because both of them are like in situations what the where do to deserve this. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what I mean? They're so desperate because Aiden is is a bust at this point. Yeah. Um, remember this is the team that drafted Aiden first. They could have drafted Luca or Shea, Gilgis Alexander, both players that made first team or NBA. Um, this year and Luke has made it like four years now and he's like still 23 years old <laughs> basically you need to find someone that gives you some contract without dropping ta- you're going to drop in talent for sure so you need to find a player that is A like Kyrie Irving and is like a locker room nuisance or B someone with lesser talent with like a bad deal with a team that wants to get rid of them but has the potential to get better that's the only two players I could think of like when I was like thinking about this team going forward. I think that would not be the move to make because it's not peak talent. Jordan Poole or Kyrie Irving? For the Suns to basically try to go for a third star. Oh. Okay. Because I feel the peak is not the issue here. With Booker and KD, okay. I'm good. Even KD in a LeBron role, as in, you know, he's, he's you're asking him to peak at certain points of the season and that's it booker is still young so with those two i'm good but what you need is tremendous depth and you need some mm, defense okay. 
So I would basically flip the Aiton contract and the Chris Paul contract to shore up my bench and shore up and have a proper lineup where you can have some depth. So trade mm. Aiton, who is mm. so, still star by name, to get some good pieces. Mm. But that, nah, that's boring though. Nah, that's boring though. Let's just let's just flip Aiton for Kyrie Irving. That'll be much more fun. Because Booker, Irving, and Durant. Let's go. That's it. That's all you take. That's the entire team. <laughs> You mean they play with and Jock Landale. They just play with four players. Just, <laughs> just play with four players. And Chris Paul, like, you know. <laughs> fucking crutches. The silver lining for this season for them is I think that they clear that they can roll with Aiton again and that Chris Paul can't be expected to stay healthy. And that having just tremendous upside talent is not enough. We need to have a bench, especially round after round of playoffs. So... I would suspect that they would try to not look for that big star, but to try to find the C- the KCPs, the Austin Reeves. Well, maybe not Austin Reeves, but you know, like the a good solid role player, like a Jared Vanderbilt. So Chris Paul's contract is partially guaranteed at thirty million dollars yeah. and guaranteed fifteen million dollars. I don't know what that means exactly. Like, so if they 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 bring him back, then they owe him at least fifteen mil, or if it's incentive like laden the. Th- it means that they have another month or another two months, I think, to make a decision and uh, to fully to fully okay, guarantee right. it. So they can just let him go for fifteen. So they could void. They could cancel his contract then. And, and that's okay. There's no way that Chris Paul is back. Okay, this guy is still so, like, if they don't cancel that contract, he's in the books for like two or three more years at like thirty-seven million dollars or something, right? Uh, the last year is not guaranteed completely. So they'll yeah. they'll ca- definitely cancel that contract. They can resign him though. He's extension eligible, so they they could also resign Chris Paul to a lower number. Oh, would it make sense that you mean they can cancel his current contract and then resign him? Yeah, for, they'll cancel and then. How, bring him why back would that make that would that wouldn't make any sense? Because then that contract dollar because it's not guaranteed. So another team might not necessarily agree to that anyway. Right. Okay. Okay. That's. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. Like Chris Paul playing for pride more than anything now at his stage of his career I might say like I can get money I can bet I get get more money elsewhere and I don't like the way I was treated in Phoenix potentially I, I mean Chris Paul's been counted out for his like old age for a while now <laughs> like I don't think it's unfathomable that he's 38 years old is necessarily means it's the end of his career like I like I know injuries is bad but it's not about the end of his career I think he is still a valuable mm. asset it's more that with Chris Paul, with Aiton, they don't have the other pieces. So they have to move someone. They can't move. Are they moving KD? No, yeah, no. I, oh, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I think he's valuable enough where if Chris Paul could resign at like a more agreeable team-friendly deal, then yeah, he'll be great to have on the team. But he's not like, he's probably still starting, to be honest, because they have no other point guard. But it depends who they get. And uh, like... Yeah, I think you're right. Like, I think realistically, they should try to flip Aiden for a bunch of like team building depth pieces. But I don't know, this is boring. Like, I I kind of think they do need a third star in a way, but not at the detriment of depth. So yeah, I guess you're probably right. How about would they take Mikael Bridges for Katie? Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> 
Just a straight swap. <laughs> just, just by the way, just like to recap the original trade. The oh season God, trade for it's K- depressing. Like KD. Oh God. It was KD <laughs> for Mikael Bridges, Cameron Johnson, a Jay Crowder who then got flipped to the um to the box. Four first round unprotected first round picks, and one uh, unprotected pick swap. So five draft picks. Oh lord. And Kevin Durant is thirty four years old. Um, Devin Booker is entering his super max. DeAndre Aiden is got his max deal on the way, and Chris Paul is thirty eight years old. So and they have literally five players on their roster next season. Right Kevin now. Durant has played under 50 games for the past three seasons. And Kevin Durant averages like 45 games for the last three seasons after his Achilles injury. So it isn't pretty, um, but Kevin Durant is still an elite scorer. And Devin Booker is uh, ascending to superstar level if he's not already there. So they just need to build a team around him. And good luck to them because I have no draft picks and <laughs> the top four players are all max deals. So... Best of luck to them. What can they get for Aiden? They need to like play him up, right? They can't be, you know, we're disrespecting Aiden. No, I think it's over. I don't think there's any saving. I think last season they was playing up and that's why when Indiana mm. offered this max deal, um, uh, Phoenix was stuck in a position like, do we lose Aiden for nothing or do we sign him for the right. max deal? And then that way we see how he plays this year and then we could leverage that to get something better. But he played so badly this season. It's like no saving it at this point. Because, <laughs> I don't know, who knows? Maybe a new coach comes in and is like, oh, no, Aiden's good. Like, I can save Aiden. Just like Darwin ha- when De- Darwin Ham came in, it's like, oh, no, I can save Russell oh, Westbrook. Jesus. And then luck- luckily Palinka did magic and saved the Lakers season. Okay, let's talk about the last matchup here. Los Angeles oh, Lakers. Oof. Once upon a time, the 13th seed in the Western Conference. The team that started now, 2 and 10. They're in the Western Conference Finals. Yes, sir. Yes, sirree. Mm. LeBron James. Anthony okay. Davis. All right. Austin like Reeves. Mm, him. Say his him. name. Austin Reeves. Austin Carissa Reeves. Austin Carissa Reeves. Oh. <laughs> um, now the Lakers. What do you think about the Lakers? No, you're missing one name. What? You're missing. You're missing one name. You said like three of the stars, okay. and then who's the other starter? You oh, left okay. off like D'Angelo Russell. It's weird referring to. It. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Now this is a. What do you tell me about the Lakers, Kane? This is a team that you have consistently picked against. You thought they were they were mm. losing to the Grizzlies. I was wrong. You thought they were losing to the Warriors. Ah. Uh. You don't believe in LeBron James? I believe, I believe in LeBron James, but AD is the late comer yeah. on Austin Reeves. A healthy, a healthy, a healthy um, AD is to me the best player in the NBA. Oh, second best player in the NBA. Top player, top three player in the NBA. Um, and he dominated, and there was no one that could guard AD. Um, when he was on his game. And the, the days that he wasn't playing well, they lost. As simple as that. If he doesn't play well, if he's not dominant, um, the Lakers lose. It's like pretty simple recipe. So for other teams, like the Nuggets that are going to verse them, how do you stop AD? How do you pressure AD into taking bad shots and, and not be physical and get to the get to the rim? Um, 
uh, and maybe a great way of finding out there is just hiring Draymond Green to be a defensive coach or something because he does some pretty good stuff. Draymond Green's obviously a very good player still. Uh, and we'll talk about the Warriors in a second um, in the like the future. But yeah, to me, like a healthy AD is and a healthy, focused, beasting AD is unstoppable. And he's, he's basically going to get his. He's going to get his 25 points and 18 rebounds. <laughs> Best rebound in the league, like without a doubt. Like I, like I, I think AD's rebounding is as good as what Dwight Howard was doing back in 2008, 2009. So I think like the way he rips rebounds. I've said this like every episode. Like it, it, it's so impressive how he, how he just destroys the ball in the air. Just like actually I was watching it with Joanne. And she was like talking about like how high, how easy it is he just rips the rebound before anybody else can even like get close to it. He just like fucking jumps so much higher than everyone, just rips it out like of the air. Um, so that's that's super obvious how good he is. Um, and LeBron's played solid. I, I think LeBron's very consistent and he saved his best for the last game six. He was, yeah, the best player in game six. And that's all you really need. You have those two players playing at the, high, the, the pa- height of the powers, then you just need like consistently solid games from either Reeves, D'Lo, uh, or, you know, Lonnie Walker, kind of new new player that's um, game more consistent minutes, or Schroeder. You get like s- at least two of the four players have solid nights. I think it's a pretty good recipe to win most of the games. Like I think that's enough talent for them to win most of the games. I think the Lakers can go all the way this year. I think so too. I think if they follow the very simple recipe and AD stays healthy, I think they have a decent chance. It would be easy though. It wouldn't be easy. It's certainly not easy. And it's certainly not what I would have predicted because the Lakers have really struggled this season. But now here we are, Western Conference Finals against the Nuggets. I think the Lakers can do it. I, I told you all along though, like the Lakers play to the competition. Mm. So if they're versing the lowly Wolves with Rudy Gobert and um, the idiot that punched the wall. <laughs> Jaden um, McDaniel. Jaden McDaniel. Who needs a new contract, by the way. Who needs a new contract uh, and new hand and new brain. Like when those two plays are out, they play to the level. Like they'll just play badly and it'll take them to overtime to beat them. If they versus the Pistons, they might lose to the Pistons. It's just like and then they versus defending champions, Warriors and Curry's like playing out of his mind. Or for most nights he was playing out of his mind. Mm-hmm. And they beat them in six. It's like you can't like explain that that ability to rise to the occasion in such different ways. Um but against the Nuggets Oh, we actually predicted this, so what do I have? I got the Nuggets winning in six. Oh, okay. And so you're picking I against the Lakers again. Contribute that because a I don't trust the no nah, because a I think Jokic the is, red color in your bracket. You know the red color is the color you don't want. You don't want to go for the red. Yeah, the the, the red color is the ones where I pick against the Lakers every single time. <laughs> and I'm gonna do it again. Okay. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And I'm happy I'm wrong because eighty, like I said along, eighty is beasting. But I think Jokic I. I'll come, I'll come around, and I think Jokic is the best player in the NBA, by far. I don't think it's close. Like, like, not to say he's playing better than, say, Jimmy Butler or even AD, but like you said, he's playing the same way he's in the regular season. He's not jumping any high. He's not running any faster. Mm. 
he's just playing his game uh maybe like a notch more intensity like as in like he's scoring a little bit better he's demanding the ball a bit more he's he's more focused um for every possession like i can't see in his eyes more he's not like he seems a little bit uh like he hasn't washed his face in a few days sort of thing like he's probably like very stink like he hasn't even showered after games like he's kind of like that level of focus perhaps more than the regular season by the way that could be a legit strategy like what i'm saying is like i think butler and ad have elevated the games in, in, in the playoffs to like you know a near unstoppable superstar level mm. um but Jokic is already doing it like the entire season plus he's a center who's seven foot tall and you can't reach around him at all mm. and he's super skillful so like he's already been playing like this like Jokic is right on his game there's no drop off but with ad there's like we saw in game four i think where he had like a stinker like nine points or something in the entire game he can drop off mm. you know and jimmy butler is much smaller so it's much harder for a non-center to get points consistently and easily just just the nature of you know his his size so I think Jokic's dominance, I think the defense of this team is nasty. Nuggets' defense is nasty. And the same reason why I thought D'Lo and Austin Reeves could not compete against the Grizzlies' defense is probably the same reason I'm going to give to why D'Lo and Austin Reeves and even Lonnie Walker, come, like flavor, new flavor, like new, you know, 15-minute Hall of Fame. What do you call it? Like 15 minutes you know whatever like just a new guy coming in never expect a Lonnie Walker to get mini minutes but you know here we are um I think they're gonna have a tough time against this Nuggets defense like the very 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 disciplined defense team and I think it just copies the coach intent like Michael Malone's intensity he he's so fucking incensed anytime anything goes badly like I'm, I'm pretty sure his his heart's gonna pop any second mm. his, his head's gonna explode anytime someone makes a bad play in the, la- in the elimination game i think they were down like 25 and michael alone <laughs> for some reason got like super pissed still yeah they caught up by like 20 they made the deficit 22 instead and he fucking like popped a vessel he like <laughs> ripped the the score like the the coach's like whiteboard clipboard, clipboard and i thought he was like the assistant yeah i thought he was gonna use it like smack smashed on his head with it <laughs> smack yeah did you did you hear the story about christian braun the rookie no. like when he when he first uh when he first got drafted he went to the facility and he, um, he, he came in early in the morning before practice to pick up a playbook and he parked across three spots, like horizontally. Um, and cause he thought he was only going to be there for a second and no one's in the parking lot, but he accidentally parked in the own Stan Cronkins <laughs> um, parking spot. Oh, no. All right. And then when he got back or late, later, like the cameras caught him doing it. And they said, that's five grand per spot oh, you, parked, you parked yeah. illegally in. So you got fined 15 grand before you even got a paycheck. Wow. That's what you get. And this was like, you know. The rookie. Not a high yeah. IQ move. No, not high IQ move. But he's got high IQ defense and he fucking, mm. he fucking brought, like, you know, like, you remember, like, I was playing against the Wolves, like, who's this? I've never seen yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. This t- lanky white dude before. Lanky? He's like, thick. He's thick, but, like, he's still lanky. Because I thought, I got NBA confused standards. with him and, like, um, that McClung guy. I was like, is he the guy that was in the slam dunk competition? Oh, I know. He's way taller. He's like six. This, this Christian Braun guy is like six, seven at least. Uh, okay. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's tall. Right. He's tall. I mean, he's strong, obviously. Mm. But I'm talking about NBA standards. Mm. He's, 
He's like he's like same build as Michael Porter Jr. Except he can defend. So they're all fucking wings. Like Jeff Green is like that same build, like six seven wing. Christian Braun wing. Bruce Brown. I know he's a bit shorter, but he's fucking giving the business as a wing as well. Aaron Gordon, Michael Porter Jr., uh, KCP. It's just waves and waves of wing length players, just like constantly coming at you. Look, City of Denver. It's uh, it's been a cute run, but <laughs> this is now the big boy level. This is uh, yeah. Have you guys been to? L- have you? Do you know what LA is? Do you know what downtown LA is like? <laughs> do you know how people dress in LA? Have you seen Delos? Post-conference presser. Yeah, it's different beast. It's different. It's, it's, not, it's, not over, it's not overalls and horses. This is... It's Hollywood. This is big time. This is Hollywood. I'm not talking about the wolves. I'm not talking about the Suns. I'm talking about the Lakers. It's not your local Denver celebrities as well. We're talking Jack Nicholson. Leonardo DiCaprio. And this is a new level of defense that they're going to be facing. Let's be honest, the Wolves have no defense. The Suns yeah. have no defense. Okay, we can say That's that. That's no team. That's no bench. Lakers are deep in defense. AD will be <sighs> in the paint. LeBron will be bodying mm. you. So Vanderbilt didn't play much against the Warriors because he wasn't a shooter, but is he coming in? For defense, defensive reasons? Is he playing more minutes? For sure. He'll be definitely playing more minutes. He started off the, the Warriors series playing on Steph, and he did a good job. Yeah, I know, I know. But then, like, later on, yeah. Got they needed more offense. But against yeah. the Nuggets, they're going to need defense, I think. So what's this? Who's starting? Same same starting? So as the Grizzly series? We have I LeBron, so. AD, Vanderbilt, Reeves, Dilo. Does Reeves start now? I don't know. Reeves started. Yeah, Reeves has been starting, yeah. Okay, well, th- that's that's fine. I would say that the Nuggets have much more, a lot more weapons than the Lakers. Like Michael Porter Jr., he can go off. Murray can go off. Jokic is is guaranteed money. Uh, so there's KCP. KCP, deadly shooter. That's for sure. But at the same time, you know, Michael Porter Jr., he can kind of, uh, he can kind of disappear for long periods. Also, he takes terrible shots sometimes. Murray is up and down, especially I think if you give him some tough love, he might run into a bit of problem. Bruce Brown, irrational confidence, good and bad sometimes. Yeah, but you're talking about role players. We're talking about role players here. Yeah, well, that's I'm, I'm talking about the Denver role players. Well, I'm talking about the the Denver Nuggets. This is, these are the players that they're going to be playing, right? So what I'm saying is. It's a different beast when you're in the Western Conference Finals. And importantly, I've got tape. I've got tape of six games of Lakers and Nuggets from 2020 Double Asterix Championship. And I think they'll employ a similar strategy with Jokic. Body him. Mm. I need some Mo Bamba time. I need some... There's no, no Murray in that though, right? There was... No, I think there was Murray, maybe. I think Murray was in there. No Porter. No Porter for sure. I think though, no I think. Porter, maybe. One of those. Yeah, yeah. And obviously no Gordon. Gordon was on that No team Gordon. Point, He's played well. But again, like, this is getting tight, right? This is conference finals, right? This is about round after round after round. So if Gordon's legit, then he'll continue to excel. Um, or he might struggle a bit more here now. We don't know. 
What I do know is you need to put Gabriel, give uh, Gabriel some minutes, body up Jokic. That is the key. Don't try to play basketball with Jokic. He's too good. You got to just use your fouls on him. And obviously, AD can't be fouling, so you got to bring up your backup centers. And, and yeah, Lakers have expendable centers as well. If Bum, if especially if Bumba can come back, um, he's a he's a somewhat solid. Like he's an experience in playoff basketball, so he's like a total wild card. But this is a high draft pick, high pedigree kind of blue chip player that came into the NBA, and at the very least, he can give you five points and. Six fouls, you know what I mean? Exactly, and particularly those six fouls. I need you to use all your fouls, okay? The problem is Jokic is such a good free throw shooter. Like, it, there's no benefit to to fouling him except for like hopefully damaging an organ. Well, you don't want to damage an organ, but you do want to wear him down over the course of the series, and that's the main point. Mm. So it's okay. He's going to score those two points anyway if you don't foul him. So why don't you foul him and then? You know, put in some mileage on him. In my view, this series is going seven games. The Lakers are going to the finals. And the key to it, to this series, is wearing Jokic down over the course of seven games. Do you reckon the Warriors are still in the dynasty? Do you think the Warriors still have a chance to win the championship next season? I do. I do think... There have been talks about the Warriors and dynasty and dynasty ending. I think... This, again, similar to the Suns situation, might be a blessing in disguise for the Suns. You know, that means moving away from Aiton and Chris Paul. And for the Warriors, I think the, the silver lining here is perhaps you get a better contract now from Clay and Draymond in order to extend mm. this dynasty timetable. Because mm. Clay has played terrible, and I do not think he's going to get a max anywhere. So now you don't have to give him a max. The or yeah, it is is basically like they'll have to just play with the contracts that they have. Like you said, obviously they want to reduce. Uh, it's not about signing new players because they have no space in. They're in luxury tax no matter what, because Steph's contract is massive as well. But it's more like what do they do with Kaminga? What do they do with John Paul? Trade. Um, trade. Tra- I I agree. Um, what do they do with Moody? What do they do with Gary Payton? Um, uh, Moody keep like Gary Payton keep. Oh, I agree. I 100% agree with everything you said. But these are the um, the trappings of being a luxury team. Mm-hmm. You can only deal with the contracts you can and only deal laterally. You yeah. cannot deal, like, you know what I mean? You can't upgrade Kaminga for... A, so, so, yeah. It, and also, it's, it's just... Like, to me, it's so strange that Kaminga couldn't get a chance to start. Like, is learning that much better... I already told you this. He's a fucking loser. So what did like just his? You're talking about like his attitude. The problem is. I was gonna say. I was gonna say moody. Yeah, just his poor attitude, right? He like there the, during one of the locker room interviews. He said something to the effect: "It's like really hard to keep a smile here because he doesn't get playing time or opportunity." It's like you, you piece of shit. You're fucking playing with on a championship team. You piece of shit. He was instrumental in the in the in the championship run. So that's why I'm a bit confused. So that's why he, as a young player, need to learn from this f- tremendous situation that he's in. 
And to say they can't keep a fucking smile. And he said also like this thing where he said it's like, oh, like I grew up and like I went been through a lot and all. The you know who's been through a lot? All the other kids in your neighborhood who aren't playing in the NBA, who aren't making millions of dollars. They're going through a lot. You're 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 fine. You're doing fine. You're doing just fine. No, no, I'm I'm not reading so much in the the off the court behavior. All I care about is they're related. That's what I'm saying. You can't. In order for me to understand the Encore product, I need to be scouting mm. off the court. And that's what I do. Mm. That's what you do. That's your job. That's my job. That's why I'm constantly on TMZ, because Woj won't do his job. Okay? That's why my, my Google is f filled with like weight loss and like penis ads, because I have to like go on the websites <laughs> to get the scoop. Have you thought about just using incognito oh, okay. uh, to look at TMZ okay. next time? Good point. Good point. Um, and I think Poole has the same issue, you know, he's, he's this really weird oh. energy kind of guy. He, he is definitely, like, more than Aiton and mm. more than Kaminga and other players we talk, and more than Julius Randle for sure. Like, Poole has to go. There's no, like, I think we're going to find out basically why Draymond punched him this offseason. There's going to be some expose. Mm. Mm, interesting. And to me, I don't know why... Oh, for sure. Because this is this is like, sure, it was a close practice and there's no cameras, but doesn't mean there's not reporters, team insiders around. There's enough people in the building that overheard and learned what the story is and are just biting the tongue. Mm. Um, a, because, yeah, they work for the Warriors. Or B, they're closely associated with the Warriors and they want to give away the sources because it'll be too obvious. All right. Um, but now that the season's over, it doesn't matter. Like, this is not the time for damage control because the season's over. Like, what what are you protecting at this point? Um, so the journalists that have the inside scoop to this story, like why Draymond actually punched Jordan Poole, mm. I think it's going to come out. We're going to learn what a bad guy... Like, we already know what bad guy Draymond Green is in a way. Like, we kind of know what kind of piece of shit he no, is in a fine. way. He's fine. Oh, in a way. Like, I'm not saying that he's... Like, I'm not saying he punched him for no reason, obviously. But he clearly is like a little, like you, you saw what he did to Schroeder to get him injected. You've seen what he did to Sabonis. Like this guy clearly thinks in order to get an edge in basketball, he needs to do like devious shit. That's to... true. That's true. No, no, I agree. So that's what I'm saying. He has that trait in him. He's a bit of a piece of shit in, okay. in the way he thinks about basketball. Right. That like whatever Jordan Poole said, he has to punch the lights out of it, like mm. sucker punch him mm. to get his point across. Like, that's what he thinks a leader is about. You know what I mean? That's how he thinks. That's what he thinks getting advantage is to fucking um, chest, chest, chest stomp Sabonis when he's on the ground. You know what I mean? Mm, mm. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't think it's defensible the things he's done. And that's why I think Draymond Green's in his own right a piece of shit. But, I mean, also he's a Hall of Fame player, so he gets some leeway. Jordan Poole gets no leeway. He has done nothing in his career. And he obviously said some things verbally that brought like kind of like um rub people the wrong way and he's not going to get the same level of protection Draymond Green gets unfortunately so something's going to come out John Paul's going to get unfortunately get a negative light on him well that unfortunately something's going why, to come. why would it be unfortunate you, you make your own bed well it's not un, it's not unfortunate in a way because he's still getting paid and the words are paying him but if he wasn't in this situation this could be like Considering he scored 29 points total from games two to six, 
for a hundred twenty million dollar player. That's like that's uh, like elimination that's game like, stat line zero points. I think he scored a few more points after. Elimination game was nine nine points. I think the game before was zero points. Zero points. Four fouls. Good job. Oh yeah, that's 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 like G League level. Yeah, for sure. You shouldn't get any playing time. So yeah, you're right. Not unfortunate, but he. He he's gonna like lose a lot of value, and the Warriors gonna lose a lot of value trying to trade him because who's gonna take on that contract? Maybe I don't know. Maybe a desperate team like the Suns might take on Jordan. Uh, let me guess. Let me guess. You're gonna say Kyrie. You're gonna try to put Kyrie on this team as well now, right? That's your go-to answer. I think Kyrie. I think Kyrie Irving is in better like standing than um, John Paul right now. I, it could be true. Uh, and by the way, Kane, in case you're wondering, I did also listen to. Jordan Poole's exit interview with the media yeah, did not like. I wasn't, what I, but yeah, did not like what I hear, what I heard. Making excuses. Right. You're really down on Jordan Poole. Making excuses. Look, I would not be down on these players if they said the right things. I'm down on these players when they don't produce and they say bullshit things or things that are delusional. Okay, I was gonna yeah, because I was gonna ask. Production should be equivalent to what you. Like what you should bring to the team, basically, and like what what constitutes you, what constitutes the expectations of what you should bring to a team. Is it your contract? Is it, um, is it like just your general involvement, like your playing time? Like based on how much playing time you get, you should give this amount of minutes of this amount of production. Um, because to be fair, like he's he, he's getting these minutes because of his contract. So really, like, are you unhappy that he's getting paid this much? So the thing is, not producing. Or that he's just, I don't know, he's not playing up to his level. It's all about attitude for me. So you don't care at all what he gets paid? I don't care if you're getting a max contract, but you are net positive in the locker room. You say the right things. Oh, okay. Right, right, right. You say, I'm disappointed that I haven't played very well. I understand the commitment and the trust the team has in me by giving me this large contract. And I want to do anything I can to live up to that expectation. That's what I want right, to hear. Right. That's why you never hear me disrespect Tobias Harris. Everyone disrespects Tobias Harris. I like Tobias. He's a vet. Okay, He's a okay, leader. I was gonna say like, oh, like Evan Evan Fournier Evan or Fournier. Duncan Robinson, other players that got paid a lot more than their production. Or oh, Evan Fournier is a zero, like literally zero playing time. But you never talk about Evan Fournier in a bad light. But Jordan Paul scores zero points. You know, people are up in arms. You know, obviously Evan Fournier is not getting paid as much as Jordan Paul. So that's what I'm asking: is it the amount of money you're getting paid to the production level, or is it more the like the attitude, like you said, like how much they're bringing to the team. And the attitude, because if you can't bring on court, the contract is the contract. You can't, it cannot be changed. Once you get the contract, mm. it's not like the NFL. You, you can't change yeah, the contract. Yeah. So that's no point worrying about that. So from that point right, forward, right. I need to know what else can you bring? If it's not on court performance, then you got to bring other stuff, positive t energy showcasing how you're working in the background, supporting your teammates. That's the type of value that you can still bring regardless of your, whether you're playing well or not. We're playing 10 minutes or 20, 30 minutes uh, every night. And that's what I need from a player 
like Jordan Poole. But unfortunately, it seems to go hand in hand. These piece of shits that get large contracts and have terrible attitudes. And surprising for Jordan Poole, given that this is a G League player, that he's some he's so fucking you know in this drove his clown car into a gold mine and and got that massive contract, but does not have the proper IQ to or EQ to appreciate this tremendous situation that he's in. So what do I see from Jordan Poole? Mm-hmm. I see he shit up, she he shits on the court, and then he like, you see the video of him like going to the bench with that like crying expression on his face. Is that what I want to see? Is that what your teammates want to see when you're fucking down 20 points? So how's he walking? Because you didn't like describe it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> he was like, he was like moping. He was like literally like, like a, like, like Gumby. Hunched. Like hun- hunched, hunched with like flailing arms. It was, it was like acting. Right. It was acting. It was like, I was like, right. what the fuck is this guy doing? This is weird. It's totally mm. weird. Mm. And then in mm. the exit interview again, Talking, he went on to talk about how uh, you know different. This year is different because there's road changes. Because there seems to be, I'm reading between the lines, but he's kind of suggesting that there there was some um, different views between the the old vets and the young the young up and coming talents. Which, by the way, don't it does not even make sense. The up and coming talents. Who are the Warriors up and coming talent? Kaminga, Wiseman, Poole. This this is a new group. What has this new group done? Well, they won a championship last year. They they, they, they won the championship, year. or did Draymond, Steph, well, Clay, Looney win mm-hmm. the championship? Okay. That's okay, my point. Okay. That's my point. Okay. Well, Kaminga had a had a big part. That's that's why I'm confused why he's not playing as much this year. Because he's now part of the young group, and it seems that the young group has an attitude problem. So I'm not saying Kaminga. Well, Moody played a lot of minutes. Moody is good. Like, I rate Moody. But why is he playing? Because mm. Moody probably has a better attitude. And that's my mm. issue with Jordan Poole, is that he gives you nothing, and he makes your team worse by giving this attitude behind the scene. And that's why Draymond probably punched him. Because he got, like, you know, he's talking trash when he should be, like, be respectful to this older group. Like, to be honest, like, if we have to do revisionist history, sure, like, they shouldn't have resigned Jordan Poole at all given what he was, he was giving in the playoffs. But this is a 20-point scorer. This is a valuable player, like, in all, you know, in a vacuum, right? This is a 20-point-per-game point scorer. Very valuable. Six-man of the year material. Bring off bench, can sub off Clay and Curry in some, like, and do, like, a lot of similar things offensively, at least from a scoring point output perspective. Um, and then... And, and, and that doesn't grow in trace. And hundred million dollars, yeah. Maybe they, I know they paid one hundred forty million dollars, so overpay. But give or take forty million, they were over the tax, so they're just gonna have to pay him because there's no way you can replace his um, level of production. Um, and then they have a player that you know is young and can they can groom into maybe replacing Clay at some point because Clay is the worst of the Splash Brothers. Mm. Um, that was the thinking, and there's a lot of reason to it because like i said it's t- he's scoring 20 points per game um but yes i think his ad- attitude um his contract i think all of that plays into what jordan paul thinks of himself um uh, which is maybe like you said delusional compared to his actual um output uh in the playoffs he's got 21 points i think it was like i i heard i heard someone say he's got 21 points in game one 
so good. But then he ended up scoring 29 points in all the subsequent games, mm. in the subsequent five games. Um, so you do the you do the maths, like six points per Let's game. Let's also like give some nuance to that math. A lot of those t- minutes were in garbage time. Yeah, fair enough. He was playing garbage minutes too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Ah, I mean, terrible, terrible, terribly inefficient. Um, but that's on court. I mean, that's on court. And sometimes, you know, you just don't got it or whatever it is. I'm not, I'm not going to knock him. I don't know, but I, I just feel like also we wouldn't talk about him as much if he wasn't this level of talent. Like he that's is true. of a level of talent that we are talking about him. We don't talk about Duncan Robinson the same way or even Tobias Harris the same way because he's older or clearly not Evan Fournier. He's like forgotten $90 million man, you know? I forgot he was on the Knicks, by the way. All right, exactly. He's he didn't play still owed money. He's still he's still on he's still on the Knicks next season. Mm-hmm. So he is obviously some level because twenty points per game is not nothing. I think he's, he probably he probably has a high average in D'Lo. Mm. In any case, Kane, mm-hmm. it's Mother's Day. The family's here. You got a you cooking tonight? What's happening? Yeah, I'm making dinner. What yeah. are you making? Give give us a give us a. Break. I'm not making anything. Oh. Well, I'm not making anything, but we're eating. Well, my wife is. Oh making, boy. So. Okay. Are you capable of cooking? Do you cook at yeah. all? At all? What do you do? Well, it's not my mother. Oh. Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> I see. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go in the kitchen, right? Right. right do, are you bringing any value to yeah. to your family? Who are you in this situation? Are you a Jordan Poole? Or are you a? No comment. You're not happy with your new role? My value speaks for itself. Okay, your value speaks for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Choking. Look, so your listeners, the playoffs, it's been full of surprises. We're definitely looking forward to the conference finals. And mm. let's go Sixers. Let's go Sixers. Thank you. See ya. listening to your NBA podcast with David and Kane. If you enjoyed our show, please tweet us at your NBA podcast.